This time on Slaughterhouse Princess, Fire, Walk With Me. Meet Laura Palmer in a town where nothing is as it seems and everyone has something to hide. Remember kids, stay in drugs, say no to school. Welcome to Slaughterhouse Princess. I'm Chris. I'm Brett. And I'm Troy. Troy. And I am Troy. <laughs> Crazy backwards talking Troy. Mm-hmm. Classic. <sighs> Drinking wine. Well, it's margarita. Margarita. Wine cocktail. Like you buy at the gas station. Like I get for free from a friend. Yes. At the gas station. At the gas station. That's Chris's gas station. The where Shell he, Station? Where he had his first kiss. With a man. Mm-hmm. Yep. At the Shell Station. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That, that's a Chris fact. Behind it. Chris fact. <laughs> Ice cream man. Ice cream man. <laughs> and we watched us a movie. We sure did, you dirty old bitch. It was a series of... Mostly connected images? Yep. Tentatively connected. As the as the prequel sequel to uh, the Twin Peaks TV show? Mm-hmm. As requested by me. It was called Fire Touch Me. Yes. Twin Peaks Fire Touched Me there. Touch me in my twin fire. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That all checks out. Right in the penis. Fire crotch, fire crotch with me. Fire walk with me. I'll save you the hassle. Thanks. We start in the beginning. Okay. Do we? Yeah, we start. That's for sure. Our periods <laughs> are synced. It's because we spent all that time living together at the sorority <laughs> house. Yeah, at it, under it, the shed behind it. Fuck whatever. you, uterine wall. In the attic, calling other people in the sorority house. So, uh, we got a corpse in the movie, and it's floating. It's a floating corpsey. Yep, which is a nice callback to the TV show, which starts with a corpse in the water. And it's, uh... Arousing. You know, it's Teresa Banks. A handy subtitle tells us. Yeah, first I thought that was like a credit for an actress (laughs) when I saw it. Nope, corpse credit. Yep. And uh, our friend and yours, Gordon, calls out out the the boys to go head out from the FBI to check out this murder. You mean Gus the bartender? Sure. Murderly Erdler. Erdler. And so, uh, the FBI they be at man's, the airport. What's his head? Rick Astley? Yeah, Rick Astley. He, uh, says he's never going to give it up. He's never going to let it down, et cetera, and so I, forth. I don't think that's the... That's close enough. 
So they head to the <laughs> airport, and uh, the team meets up, and old Gus is there, and Rick Ashley's there, and uh, what about young Donald Sutherland? Yes, Donald Sutherland. <laughs> young Donald Sutherland. And they're uh, they're talking about the case when the the dance was murder the case there. that they gave them. Uh, sure. Yeah, because Gordon Cole has has something for him, and then points into the hangar. Yep. And apparently, it's procedure in the FBI to have some weirdo dancing lady give you all the information about the case. Well, not all the information, because Gordon Cole does provide like one slice of information, which is never used in the movie. Old dancy dress just gives you the rest of the loose bits. That she does. Didn't give you the hard the stiff bits? Loose. Yes, and but then, but then we're treated to the interpretation of her dance as the the, uh, the two FBI menses are traveling to the the place they're going, Deer Meadow. Because mm-hmm. hey. apparently she had a sour face, which meant that they were going to have trouble there, and she was blinking both eyes, which meant that she that they was probably from the higher ups. I only uh, blink one eye at a time. And then she had her hand in her pocket, which meant that she was Alanis Morissette. And then she was making a fist. For Wallops. Because, Molly Wallops. Because she, she likes to kiss people with her fist. And then she was running in place because there wasn't a hill for her to run up. And for calisthenics. Mm-hmm. And, and her dress was, was seamed up after she bought it, which means drugs. With the, yeah, with a different kind of thread. So they head to the sheriff's depot where they're... Uh, Met by the old dickhole patrol? Yeah. Yeah. Who think it's funny to, like, just Patronize the them? FBI? Yeah. But they're not having that, so they uh, administer some street justice. Yeah. Now, because I was watching this and I was like, man, like the FBI actor is not nearly as good as Kiefer Sutherland acting because he's kind of doing his doctor from Dark City act through most of it. Rick only without the only without the accent. And I was like, man, that guy sucks. And then the, like that other FBI guy I was like, man, that guy sucks. Like, why is he in this movie? Then I realized because I'd seen he was in the credits, but I didn't know who he played by the end of it. So then I watched the end. I was like, oh, that was Chris Isaac. No wonder he wasn't that great of an actor. He's a musician. That's true. <laughs> Never going to give you up. Never going to give you down. Mm-hmm. Going to play a wicked game. game and run around. Rick Ashley. So the, after, you know, beating up some people and yelling at the local sheriff. Breaks the guy's nose, demands fresh coffee from that lady that's laughing at her funny book. Well, but he does, like, the whole, like, I grab your nose and then I slap my hand off of it, like, Three Stooges trick <laughs> to break his nose. Nyuck, nyuck, nyuck. And then they head to the uh, local morgue, which is actually a shed. Oh, I thought he was going to do it. Chug, chug, chug. Chug-a-lug comes later. So it's now! No, we're not there yet. 
And then, yeah, so they they inspect the body, and apparently just by sticking his hands under her head, Donald Sutherland could tell that she had been killed by blunt force trauma to the brain with a, an oblique angle object and blah, blah, blah. Yep, this corpse is dead. We touched it. And they, uh, they find under her fingernail a little bit with, of paper. With the weirdest, like machine to look at things close up that I've ever seen. Yeah, it's some kind of crazy 1930s microscope. You have to pedal it like, really fast. It's like a microfiche for your fingernails. Only fingernails. Yep. And things that come out from underneath of them. Like little slips of paper with the letter T on them. Which is is wildly irrelevant, honestly. Well, because her name's You're Teresa, obviously. irrelevant. Thank you. So they finish up and they head over to the local diner where she worked to get some chow and or ask questions. And they didn't comment on the quality of the coffee or eat cherry pie the entire time. Yeah, zero out of ten. Yep. I don't understand. You You will one day. Yeah. You'll get there, buddy. Shut up. They uh, they meet up with the chain smoking waitress lady, who insists large Marge some sort of. Yeah, I was gonna accident. say that, but then Chris would look at me like I'm dumb. See, <laughs> he like that. You like you're dumb. Uh, yeah, that's <laughs> the one. How could you possibly tell the difference? I was gonna say large Marge. No, large Marge. I'm Chris. Large Marge. That's weird. Tell him large. Tell him large Marge sent you. Did I say that because it sounded just like me? You do pronounce your name Chris. Chris. I, I only refer to myself incorrectly in the third person. As Chris. Yeah. Christopher Alwithith Reynolds. F. Chris. It's only my name that I say it like Mike Tyson. <laughs> Chris. Chris. That's ludicrous. Chris Reynolds. <laughs> so, uh, Waitress Lady is determined through her powers of oh, deduction. Oh, no, we can call her Large Marge because Troy said he didn't light him up like he would me. Yes, lighting people up. That's what I do normally. Shut he up! Lights them up, up, up. Quit butchering my slang. So anyway, Large Marge insists it's a freak accident. But that uh, Teresa Banks... She was on the cocaine powder and had a poor attendance record at work. Oh, she was she was late a lot. She had and often had a case of sniffles, and cocaine problems. Nose drugs. Boogers and that her, her left arm went numb for like three days. It couldn't be used. Too much cocaine. Yep. Or you know, it's like, you know, she just had a three day long heart attack, and that's why her arm went numb. Maybe she said on the, her hand to give herself a stranger. And then there was a, a dude who said something, and then a French lady who said something, and then the dude said the exact same thing again. Mm hmm. Fucking piece of repeating shit. Right. The night is the right moment, apparently, is what she said in French. The night is the right moment. So, um, since that all panned out well, they head to the local trailer park, the Fat Trout. I want to live there based on the name alone. Where your friend in mind, Harry Dean Stanton, he gets his name because he's Harry Dean Stanton. I like the part where he screams at everyone. I like that he's from Big Love. I don't know what that is. 
It's an HBO show about Mormons. Mm. It's pretty good. It's got the Bill Paxton's in it. Mm-hmm. They made a Seifrids. Chloe Savigny, uh Jennifer Goodwin, Savigny. Janine Triplehorn. It's got the it's got the the Laura Palmer's mom in it as well. Nice. I don't know. Yeah. I believe you. So they um uh, they don't get a lot of info from the uh, trailer search aside from she had a ring that they can't seem to locate. Yep. And and then some weird lady shows up and then walks away and is never heard from again. Old gray face eye pack. Yep, that's the one. Hunchback, the hunchback of the trailer park. She reminded me of the mom from Don't Throw Mama from the Train. Yeah. I miss her. Or the the mom lady from the Goonies, the head of the mob family. Same damn person. Yeah. I still miss her as well. All redundant. So, the the young Donald Sutherland packs up the corpse and takes it off to uh, Portland for further investigation. After determining the entire cost of the police station? Yeah, 27000 And that's in $1990. No, $1988. That's like $400,000 these days. A billion. So uh, as he heads off, Rick Astley decides to go back and do a little more searching at the trailer park. Where he uh, freeze frames and disappears, never to be seen again. Well, he finds the ring underneath a trailer. And then, yeah, then he disappears. Never to hear from him again. Just like I'm assuming. I'm assuming he's just on a beach, like rolling around in the surf with a hot chick. Never giving anything up or letting anyone down. Mm -hmm. Good. Good callback. He's going to run around and hurt them, though. He'll never do that. Oh, sorry. No. I stand corrected. Yeah, he wouldn't play a wicked game. Or is it erected? Oh, let's hope it's the first. Nope, second. So meanwhile, back at FBI headquarters in Philadelphia, old Coop shows up. You seem like you, you know him, but he's a stranger to me. That's true. You mean Paul Atreides? Yep. Yeah, or Muadib. Presumably... <laughs> You have to call it Muadib now, Chris. Sounds like jibber-jabber to me. That's fine. Well, I'll call him that because he never shows up hardly again. But <laughs> I know. So he uh, he's telling old Gus that he had a crazy dream. And then all of a sudden, David Bowie shows up. Yep. Well, no, but first, first he has to stand in front of the security camera. And then go into the room and see that he's not standing from the security camera because, you know, he's not standing in front of the security camera. How is then he, he goes stands in front of the security camera again and then goes back into the camera room, the security camera room and sees that he's not standing in front of the camera because, you know, he's not he's in front of the camera the anymore. Room. And then he goes and stands in front of the camera and then goes, then goes look in the camera room. Oh, but he's still standing there in front of the camera. And then David Bowie walks by. Yep. Was he looking kind of hungry? Was he suffering from the hunger? He's all like golden years, golden wop wop wop. 
There, there were no China girls in the office, though. No. I was mad that he didn't have a massive bulge and teased hair. I mean, he might have had a massive, massive bulge. I didn't check out his crotch. I did. You couldn't see it. Go labyrinth. Maybe he was just running it down his leg or something this time. Tucked it in his sock like a classic Flower around his leg and tucked it yeah. into his sock. <laughs> so uh, as he's hoot hollering about God knows what. About some lady that we shouldn't talk about. Wop, so wop, we won't wop. talk about her. We meet up with a host of crazy motherfuckers living in some weird abandoned house thing. But there's a Formica table. It's, uh, uh, yeah, yeah. It's a green Formica table. And you got backwards talking little person. Mm -hmm. You have the electrician, the jumping man. Guy with the devil mask. That's the jumping uh, man. Happy Gilmore's grandmother. Mm -hmm. And her like masked son boy slave yeah I'm sorry you, uh, reject from a Pink Floyd video yeah and they're all uh, he was just another brick in the wall they're all he, having he avoided a discussion the about things what and there was a woodsman there right too yes there was a woodsman yeah a lumberjack this suit burns better. And uh, then we see some power lines and uh, a close-up of a guy's throat. Um, there's a monkey for some reason. Yep. Well, there, behind the mask, there's a kid's face, and then behind the mask, there's a monkey? I like the monkey for some reason, for some reason. Because monkeys are awesome. It's all the sexual attraction. They just shine through. And then we uh we get slammed back to the FBI headquarters where David Bowie has run off. And no one saw him enter, apparently, but they could still prove he was there because he was on the video recording of the hallway. They can still smell him. I, I bet David Bowie smelled but David Bowie smelled really good. Yeah, probably. Not today. Oh. Too soon. I don't think he smells anything these days. So, uh, sorry, guys, you probably just lost some fans. That's okay. I mean, Hell, if they didn't like my final solution joke, they ain't going to like that one. <laughs> well, then they're probably going to make a joke about how he doesn't be. smell like Mick Jagger anymore. Most of them come here for Chris anyway. He's the exciting one. Yeah. <laughs> Look at him go. I'm real high energy. <laughs> all wound up, barely breathing, blinking when he has to. No, he's not Duncan Cheek. He's Chris Isaac. So now, uh, Gus sends off. Uh oh, I forgot his name. Muadib. Muadib, to go check out the disappearance of Rick Astley. Mm -hmm. So he does, and he's uh, talking to Harry Dean Stanton about stuff, and he finds where the the ring got found, and he says, "Hey, what used to be here?" It's like a trailer, obviously. Because <laughs> this is a trailer park. Lot. People park their fucking trailers here, you idiot. And uh, the people that lived there before the last people had the same name. That's weird. Yeah. Hmm. And that's not ever relevant ever again. <laughs> nope. 
And then uh, he sees Rick Astley's car with the phrase Let's Rock written on it in lipstick. Which I wish they would have gone with Let's Dance because that would have been better. Yes. And then, um, I don't know, that's that. One year later. Yep. Super Jump Smash Cut. And now we're in high school. Yep. Now we're at high school in Twin Peaks. Maybe you've heard of it. Vaguely. So we meet up with 35-year-old blonde high school student. <laughs> yeah, she 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 uh it's all it's all the drugs. She she didn't age well from the ages of 14 to 17. Well, she does her cocaine and eight ball at a time, so yeah, she's probably not going to you know look too healthy. But her uh her friend looks weird. I said, "Why is that female sexual predator taking that teenage girl away?" <laughs> we'll call her Hot Donna. So, uh, they're at school. Cocaine powder. Uh-huh. And, uh, what are we calling? Who's yeah, what, what are we calling Laura Palmer? I mean, she's fucking Laura Palmer. Yeah, fair enough. That's iconic. So, Laura, Laura Palmer. Cocaine Palmer. She does some cocaine in the bathroom like you do. And when meet, you're Laura Cocaine Palmer, that is. And meets up with the worst character in Twin Peaks. Which that one? really bland fellow? Yeah, motorcycle. The most boring guy in a motorcycle. You know, usually guys on motorcycles he's, are all dreamy and captivating, but that guy was boring. I mean, he's very, very sensitive. Yeah, he's... I bet he writes some really good poetry. I bet he sings really well, too, in a weird, high-pitched voice. Yeah. I bet he has a several-episode arc that goes nowhere. I bet he butts yeah. on NyQuil. I bet he sings at the Bang Bang Bar 20 years from now. That's uncanny. Hell, I don't know. (laughs) And they they meet up. Laura Laura shows him some boobs, and then that's that, I guess. Titty nipples. Yes. (laughs) Well, where else do you keep your nipples? Pockets. (laughs) <laughs> no, a drawer. Wait, you no. Know, who keeps nipples in a drawer? They're or in the of their nightstand. Chris, is it Chris? Chris, somebody on this podcast does. That's been established like that's, many episodes ago. That's canon. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's Chris keeps nipples in his bedside table drawer. But they ain't his. Nope. Well, you got to keep them somewhere. Some are pierced and some aren't. And uh, anyway, Laura meets up with second boyfriend. Drapes. And he's uh old slick Willie with his Nirvana jacket. Yeah, his Nirvana jacket. It's called a flannel shirt. And his draped haircut. Chris Hardwick, really, is what he looks like. He's a brunette Chris Hardwick. So the host singled is singled out. out. <laughs> it's a singled out. Yeah, singled outs like um, he hoot hollers a little bit. Laura makes sultry talk, and then he's like, <laughs> and runs off. Well, no, no. He walks backwards the entire fucking way because he's too stupid to turn around and look behind him. Doing his spin move. So later on, Laura heads home. <laughs> uh, you did it wrong. Thank you. <laughs> 
and she notices thundering outside that pages are missing from her diary. And it really freaks her out. Yep. So she goes to the guy's house. The guy who didn't have a single orchid in his house. Yeah. Me? And then, uh, not me. And my wife loves orchids. We have like five. We have still fewer than what that guy will have in the show. I'm having like a a little adjacent greenhouse thing. We can't keep candles in the house because our cat's stupid and will burn herself. Why is she lighting the candles? No, she walks into lit candles. <laughs> She's like a moth. We had, sort of. <laughs> My dog hates fire, so she would not do that. We, we, we light the fireplace. She won't go within like 10 feet of it. Joby just assumes it's delicious. But... I like to lick sense. fire. These it's berries like, taste like burning. It's like a scream of pillar. Six this is where the leprechaun tells fire. me to light fires. I'm not allowed to go in the deep end. Uh, anyway. Diary. No plants. Pages are missing. She, she leaves the diary with him, though, because she doesn't want her diary to be written in ever again. End of story. And she doesn't want Bob to get it. Bob's not B-O-B. real. Beware of Bob. B.O.B. It's like wine. The man says, I don't know what any of that means. Wine is not an emulator. That's a fair point. That's what wine stands for. Wow, man. That's like recursive, man. Sweet berry wine. It's like Bob. Beware of Bob means that's what Bob means is beware of Bob. It's for your health. So, um, Shut-in guy's like, ah, don't worry, Bob's not real, which makes Laura turn all weird-faced and yell, fire, walk with me. Oh, yeah, when her gums right. turned orange? I remember. Yeah, she has, like, a demon face. Maybe she's the one who stole Lucifer's devil face from, like, the fourth season of Lucifer? Third season? Uh I don't know It's going on Netflix, so it's fine. So she freaks out and runs off. And that guy is never seen again. Until the TV show. In this movie. So back to FBI headquarters. TV show. Yeah. Where, uh, I forget again. Muadib? Muadib is talking to, uh. Muadib. Muadib. He's talking to, uh, Albert. I'm just going to call him Albert. His name is Albert. Yeah. I mean, yeah, Miguel Ferrer. I mean, he's not with us anymore, but he was awesome. He actually looks a lot like my friend Mike and acts a lot like my friend Mike, which is really weird. But no one else is going to know who Mike is, so we'll call him Albert. Get out of here, Mike. And uh, Albert is walking him through his dream because he thinks that... uh, Muadib? Yeah, It'll it'll help him solve the mystery or something. And she's like, okay, fine. What's his next victim going to look like? And Muad'Dib's like, well, she'll be a teenage girl. She'll be blonde. She'll do drugs. She'll be sexually promiscuous. 
And Albert's like, it's okay, so that's half of all the teenage girls in the United States. Thanks for narrowing it down, asshole. Yeah. Really solid lead, buddy. An also asshole, perfectly describes like Laura Palmer. Meanwhile, back in Twin Peaks, Laura Palmer is getting her Meals on Wheels stuff lined up for the day. Yeah, which is, my grandfather did Meals on Wheels. But I don't know anyone under the age of 70 who has like delivered Meals on Wheels. Me so it was weird to me to see like two teenage girls doing it. Because we get, we get, uh, oh, um... Crazy. Betty's mom. Betty's mom from uh, Riverdale. Mm-hmm. Never watched it. Betty, uh, Riverdale's not too bad. It's kind of like Twin Peaks meets Beverly Hills 90210 in, in plot and cast. All I watch is The Simpsons or Cops. I mean, they're basically the same thing. The Simpsons and Cops? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Just, just think about it, Brett. Yeah. Oh, methamphetamines. I get it now. <laughs> and as uh, as Laura's packing up the car, old grandma and mask grandson show up. No, um, Pink Floyd. Yeah. And they or give we can her, call him Angus. Take your pick. They give her a... Uh, Don't much care for the name Angus. <laughs> really? Or kids in, uh, in schoolboy uniforms, either. And he likes that a lot more. <laughs> so, thunderstruck. Perfect. He likes Dirty Deeds Done Dirt Cheap, though. The only good song they ever made was Balls. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's good. We need to have this in every third episode, I think. Here every third episode. Get back to your... What are you deviating from that damn book for, anyway? Yeah, that's me. You're the book reader. Deviation king. Yeah, just get back in black, Chris. I don't get it. So they uh they give Laura a picture of a room, but it's just like, like a open it's just door. like a picture of a wall with a door in it. Yeah. And they tell her that the there's a the man behind the mask is in her room. Under the yeah. fan. And under the like, fan. And that she should hang up that that picture in her room. And so she's like, oh, crap, got to go. And she runs home just in time Bob, to see Bob. Which is the, yeah, which is who he's Bob. I mean, he's got the long, stringy gray hair. I, I love the story behind Bob and how he got cast, but he we'll get to like that. He looks like a denim Indian chief. Yeah. And uh, Bob makes a weird face at her like Bob does. Mm-hmm. And Laura runs out, only to see her father, good old Leland, emerge. Sopranos. Mm-hmm. He was in the Sopranos, right? Ray Wise. I, I mean, know. he looks like one of the Sopranos. He looks kind of like Polly, but he's not Polly, obviously. Never watched it. So not Polly. <laughs> there you go. Leaves the house, <laughs> and Laura is very distraught. Under the because the only other person in the house with her was Bob, but then her dad was there, so her dad must be Bob. Dun dun dun. That's because of commutative property. Bob's her paw. Yep. 
don't fucking know. Bob's been raped her since she was 12. Mm-hmm. Later, that evening, it's dinner time at the Palmer household. Mm. Is it dinner time? And Are we hearing grace from your mother? No. Do you pull the foley no. out and pour some for your but Grace, brother? Grace is the mother. And uh, not Polly sees the half heart necklace she's wearing. Yeah, it's like it just says like friends. So obviously, the other side says best friends, and so he's like, "Friends, is that from one of your lovers?" And you're like, "That's that's an odd leap of logic to make, considering it says friends." My question was, is how come me and Chris ain't got them necklaces yet? Friends. I just reminds you, either you two seen the Inbetweeners? No. Nope. Uh, you should you should Never watch it. It's a British show. It's good. Friends. And then uh, not Polly starts hollering about her needing to wash her hands before dinner. But after he looks under her left ring finger, which is the same finger under which they found the tea on Teresa Banks. He doesn't want her to get the E. coli from her pocket feces. That's right. And Mama Palmer's like, hey, why don't you uh, stop being a goddamn maniac for a second? Because Loris yeah. is sitting there looking freaked the fuck out. Yeah, and this is Chris's favorite scene of the movie? It is my favorite scene. Yeah. And then uh, all of a sudden, not Polly seems like uh, he's okay again. As he's sitting around in his bedroom later. And goes in and he's like, hey, I know things got weird, what with my being a crazy person. Screaming at you over your hand hygiene. And then Laura asks the wall angel if, if if her dad is Bob. And then the wall angel says, I, I'm out. Nope. <laughs> so she uh, remembers that she left the picture under the shrubs earlier when she left the house. So she gets it and has herself a nice little dream in the Black Lodge. Where she walks through some kind of like Silent Hill house and then ends up in the room with the uh, the sh- the floor that matches a shirt my wife owns, actually. Yep. And she meets up with uh, the man from another place, a.k.a. the arm. A.k.a. Samson from Carnival. And he tells all old, uh, I forget again. That's a heck of a name. Yep. Muad'Dib? Muad'Dib. God damn, why can't I remember that? <laughs> have you not seen Dune, Chris? I have, but for whatever reason, I can't keep that in my brain parts. I mean, they chant that movie. They chant that name like a hundred times in the movie. I know. <laughs> Come on. I've never watched it. That's not surprising. Yeah, I'm not sure you'd swine. like it, but the set design's fucking amazing in that movie. Yeah, and there is a part where... Captain Picard has a weird geodesic uh, cube hologram knife fight with a guy. With Muad'Dib. Yeah, which is weird. And and also uh, Al from Quantum Leap tries to spray gas into some guy's face. Mm-hmm. Also Sting is in it. 
Yep. He tries to fuck uh, Muad'Dib with a knife. Like the rest of it started off with a blonde flat top and later looked like the crow? Yeah, he's in it before the crow thing. Yeah. Does he hit him back with the figure four leg lock? Back when he used to, 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 to recite the Ten Summoner's Tales in Fields of Gold. When he was the stinger. Yes, no, he, back when he was the shocker. I, you gotta turn it up. You gotta go the other way. And then there's the shocker for nerds. No, this one's the shocker for nerds. That's, no. <laughs> you haven't seen the latest season of uh, Orange is the New Black. That's fine. Have I seen any of them? No. Nope. Or as my mother-in-law calls them, the bitches. That's that's a subtitle, right? <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. It's Orange is the New Black colon the bitches. So uh, anyway, uh, the Black Lodge. What? Well, which is it? The Black Lodge or is it the White Lodge? It's a lodge. It's a lodge. Do we lodge. know? I'm not sure. I assume it's the Black Lodge. It usually is. And. Uh, the arm's like, hey, man, this is me. This is what I sound like. And he goes, it kind of sounds like it's a cross between, it's like an Indian being affected with the Doppler effect. Yeah, it's weird. Yep. Which is hard to you believe, think- I know, what with a David Lynch movie and all. Weird? What? And yeah, he offers a ring to Laura, but Moadib's like, don't be taking that ring, fool. Yeah, don't take the ring. Don't take the ring. And Laura wakes up and finds uh, Heather Graham bleeding out of the mouth hole, laying next to her in her bed. Which who I did not recognize at all. Yeah, I'll be damned. I, do, I saw her name in the credits, but I never saw her, and it never occurred to me until now that there was not a single person wearing roller skates in the movie, so I was really confused as to why she was in the credits. Even though I've seen, I, I mean, I know who that character is, even, and I didn't recognize her. Big but she tells, I've seen the movie with she, Roller Girl in it. She tells Laura Palmer to write down that the good Dale can't leave the lodge. Yeah. Which, like, spoilers much. <laughs> That's like 25 years worth of spoilers. I wouldn't know. And uh, Laura sees that she's got the ring everybody keeps t- going on about. And She uh, throws it at Mount Doom. Yep. No. No. It just it just disappears. And uh, she freaks out, goes to the door, but then she's in the picture of the weird door. Yeah, which is weird, like a David Lynch movie would be. And uh, she wakes up again, like, for reals this time, not at that last fake time. Oh, it's like Inception. I get it now. And she doesn't have the ring anymore, and she's like, well, I feel like maybe this picture's uh, not need to hang up here anymore. And she drop kicks it out the window. Boom. Kablingy! Meanwhile. Mm-hmm. Back at the Hall of Justice. Old, uh, I forget what we're calling him. Who, Muad'Dib? No, not Muad'Dib. Uh, who? You gotta give me context. Uh, the boyfriend. Chris Hardwick? Yes. Singled out. Yeah, singled out. So singled out's talking to 
I don't know, ponytail. Mm-hmm. Yeah. His footballs. Was it Santa Claus is empty and needs more footballs? No, his football or is the empty. The football was empty of Santa Claus's. He needs Santa Claus to show up. Yeah, Santa Claus got to deliver some gifts to his football. Which is cocaine. Yes. He needs drugs. But he's like, but then Ponytail's like, you already owe me $5,000. Why would I give you more? And other meals on wheels lady who is that the old one of the second of the two scenes that she's in is like $5,000. And that's it. That's all. That's all that Madkin Amick does the entire fucking movie. Betty's mom does not have it going on in this movie. And then a singled out, not finding any cocaine that way calls up, uh, the, the head of the class. The head of the class. I thought he was that big guy from the Ernest movies. I was thinking that, that too. I don't know. He was just a big guy. The big guy I could think of was the guy from uh, Head of the Class who turned out to be a child Exeronius. Dan Schneider, child molester. So he calls up Exeronius. There you go. And he's like, hey, I sure could use some of that powdered cocaine I've heard all about. <laughs> and he said, well... What a coincidence. I can get you 10 grand worth. You know, a small amount for personal yeah, it's, use. It's straight from the the cocaine producing country of Canada. They are well known for their cocaine powder. And That's he's right. got a he's got to meet up with his dude in 2 days at midnight at the sound of sawing wood. Which apparently he knows exactly what that means. Well, it's got to be near the mill. Yeah, but the lumber mill. You, there's that's a lot of space. Yeah, but it's it's the one place where the stuff happens. Oh, that's fair. You know where yeah. the grass and trees are lit by the moon, and flashlights. Also flashlights. Yeah, why does everyone run through the forest with flashlights pointing at their faces? Yeah, that seems wildly inefficient for several better. reasons. <laughs> not not only can I not see what's in front of me, but now I'm also fucked up any night vision I had going. You're blinded by the light. You're revved up like a deuce. Another runner of the night. That makes a lot more sense than what I thought he says. Yep, it's revved up like a deuce. Blinded by the light. Are we, are, are, like you you like to kiss guys by, by while being revved up like a douche, aren't you, Chris? Uh, no comment. Cool, cool, awkward silence, guys. <laughs> hey, that's what that's our speciality. <laughs> What? So, what else happens before the drug meet? Does anything happen before the drug meet? I don't fucking remember. Well, Laura heads out for a night on the town. And, uh, Hot Donna shows up. That's right. And she's like, hey, I want to go with you. And Laura's like, no. I don't Bitch, think please. I don't think you're ready for the kind of night I'm fixing to have. And she heads off to the Bang Bang Bar. Bang bang. Right. Bang, bang 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 kiss kiss bang bang and uh, kiss, the log kiss, lady later, shows up for her one scene wait who does the log lady oh yeah which and she's like stuff and things yeah of that nature something about fires and stuff yeah my log didn't see anything this time though so she heads in and uh 
meets up with Exeronius, who apparently is her pimp. Well, he likes to he he lines up the dudes and she looks at him and then gives them a thumbs up or a thumbs down. Basically, she's playing hot or not with her uh, her Johns. And uh, there, like Chris says prostitution is the only solution. And then, uh, so it's the first and final solution. I didn't say that. Not this time. I mean, it's oldly, so I mean, it's got to be both. It's It's, the alpha and the omega. It's somewhere in the middle. That's how that works. So Hot Donna shows up, and she says that she wants to play the promiscuous sex in the weird bar game with everybody. And then she just pounds a shot and goes, woo! Yep, and so they're like, well, good enough for me. Let's head to Canada. That's right, because that's where all the weird sex shit happens, apparently. Because, you know, David Lynch is blowing the, blowing the lid off of the secret sex Canada. We all think of Canada as the place where, you know, they're all wholesome and stuff. Oh, no. Nope. It's all full of incredibly loud music and weird sex on tables. Cocaine. Which, which makes you wonder about people like Mr. Green and Kylie and Christian LeBlanc. Yeah. I mean, I'm, no judgments, Canada. You do you. Just just saying. Yeah. I judge the hell out of everything. What's the name of this place? Like the Power and the Fury or something? The the Rube? The top and the bottom? No, it, it's it's got a name that is not ever mentioned in the movie, but apparently is like the Power and the something. I don't know. Sound of the Fury? I don't know. I don't recall. That's fine. Pound I Fury. Was just, I was reading a wiki after I watched this because that's what I like to do. Fair enough. Especially after watching a David Lynch anything. You should watch. You should read a wiki before, during, and after while watching a David Lynch thing. Pause it and cross-reference things. Just any wiki, really. It doesn't matter. It'll make you feel better. Yeah. So, uh, in there they meet up with uh, Ronette Pulaski. Pulaski. Yeah. And they, uh, you know, they talk about their murdered friends. Um, Get oral sex. You know, that time they saw each other. The One-Eyed Jack. Remember we got kicked out of One-Eyed Jacks for... Yeah, there was that. Prostituting too hard or whatever the fuck. Yeah. Um, they didn't really say, cover. even though, like, Laura Palmer didn't have problems with sleeping with random dudes, and that's kind of what you were expected to do with One-Eyed Jacks. I mean, Audrey Horn can tell you all about that. Yeah. She <laughs> will later. Don't worry about it. She's not in this movie. Yeah, which is a bummer. Yeah, she apparently had scheduling conflicts. Chris is a scheduling conflict. Yeah, tell me about it. It's hard to do this podcast with Chris's scheduling conflicts. But up, up, always not being at his house. And uh, anyway, so Laura sees a hot Donna getting all topless and make outy with uh, one of the randos. Then she screams. Well, this is. No, 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 because well, you missed the part where they walk into the bar and and Laura Palmer's like, welcome to Canada. And then there's like some topless chick in front of a band. And then they're all like, like, I don't know, like just passing beers around to each other for no fucking reason until yeah, one dude. I not that at all. One dude pours drugs into one beer and then hands them to Hot Donna. And 
roofies her and then Nora Palmer's dancing with some other dude and he just like takes her top off for some reason. Take your top off. And then drugged out hot Donna's like, well, I guess I should just, you know, be topless on a table making out with a dude. And apparently Laura Palmer thinks that shouldn't happen. Yeah, man. That crosses a line. So they, uh, they get into some sort of inaudible shouting match. Where it appears that she is upset that hot Donna was wearing her shrug even though she wasn't wearing anything above the waist so i'm not sure how that happened or why that's relevant but yeah so she keeps trying to throw like fabric over hot don's boobs and uh they head home and the next morning they're talking and uh laura's like hot donna you don't want to be like me and hot Donna's like i don't remember much just maybe you were mad at me for wearing your jacket and then old uh not Polly. Not Polly. And seeing the two girls talking reminds him of uh, Ronette and Laura hanging out, laughing, looking like they're uh, there On to pick cocaine. up a John, uh, presumably. Yep. Well, because he had, he was kind of remembering things that are going on with Teresa Banks from time to time. And one time he was like, hey, you know, we should hook up with your two friends that you have and I can have a foursome with you three because, you know, 40, 50 year old dudes can totally keep it up for three other for three girls at once. And if you use popsicle sticks or lots of Viagra, I guess Viagra plus Cialis. Oh, did you know I just saw this? I heard this on another podcast. There's apparently a drug called Flocka. Which oh, yeah, that's me. a real thing. That's where we talk about the Flockadil. Yeah, see, I didn't realize that Flockadil was named was was a uh, was a uh, kissing cousin with Flocka. Well, there's I, Flocka, like, and then there's Crocodile. Crocodile is fake heroin made in Russia that makes your penis and arm fall off. Flocka is like I don't know, kind of like salts? salvia. Well, maybe bath salts. But it acts like salvia and PCP at the same time, from what I've seen on YouTube. Cool. Yeah, it, man. And it makes you it makes you think you're possessed, and you have to take off your clothes, clothes possessed. and stand in traffic. You get naked. You bite people's faces. It's a good time, probably. I yeah, wouldn't and then know. You, and so you combine the two, and Stupid you get flocodile, which is what three quart, th- two thirds milk, one third gasoline. Yeah. Yeah. It's the classiest. Yeah. I'm sorry, I, I just had a podcast. They mentioned Flotka. I was listening to and they mentioned Flotka, and I was like, Flotka? Sounds oh, yeah, like Flockadil to me. It's wild. Get on YouTube, look up Flocka compilations. It's fun. Yeah. I want so, some. But, but shout out to the high five guys. Excellent. Only low fives. Yep. Fist bumps all the way. Just like the Wonder Twins. Uh, taco bumps. Um. Oh, yeah. So anyway, so yeah, so he sees like Laura Palmer. And so not Polly sees Laura Palmer and hot Donna talking and it makes him remember Laura Palmer and Roman Polanski or Polanski uh, talking. (laughs) And then and then he realizes that the the foursome he was supposed to have is included his daughter. And for some reason that weirded him out. And he uh, talks to Teresa Banks and just says, you know what? 
Uh, I'm actually too busy for a foursome now. Here's some cash. I'm leaving. Bye. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So then they head off. Old uh, not Polly and Laura go to have breakfast with mom. Because they're late for it. Yeah. And old uh, Mike shows up. You know, the one-armed guy. Oh, yeah. They're driving. And then you hear... Yeah. And you can't fucking hear anything that anyone is saying this entire fucking scene. We didn't get subtitles like the weird way too loud Canadian bar. Well, all all Canadian bars are way too loud. But do all Canadian bars have subtitles? Yes. I'd like to think so. Cuz that cuz you know, cuz some Canadian bars speak French, some Canadian bars speak English, so they have to subtitle them. What about Franglish? Not a thing. Yeah, only Spanish can be combined with English, not French. It's 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 a whole thing. Japanesican? That's just that a would, series of syllables you jam together. <laughs> yeah, it would be kawaii though if that happened. What? Uh, <laughs> I'm a, just kidding. I know Troy's a weeaboo in training. That's right. So uh, just, Brett's just a anti. What? Yeah, you don't know nothing. Look at him. Tentacle rape. Go ahead, Chris. <laughs> so Mike's yelling, hoot hollering. The only thing you could really make out is that uh, making out. He's pointing at the ring he's got on his pinky, the ring, mind you. Yeah. And that uh, about owls. And that, it's about uh, the thread being torn. Yeah. And that Bob is is not Polly. Yeah. Something. And then uh, they pull into a gas station where they hoot holler some more. Yeah, there's a lot of hoot hollering going on to that gas they station. They seem to yell at those men for being alive. Is that the is that gas station relevant to the second Twin Peaks series? I don't think it's the same one. Okay. Okay. I wouldn't know otherwise. Yeah, I know. We got it. We have to indoctrinate you into the cult of Twin Peaks, Brett. You're gonna in what me? Indoctrinate. Oh, okay. Yeah. Inseminate and indoctrinate. Hmm. Yeah, you got to be indoctored first, though. Yeah, I mean, you have to—you can only inseminate under a doctor's supervision, so that's why you have to indoctrinate first. Yeah. Nope. Go ahead, Chris. So, uh, at the gas station during the hoot hollering, Laura's like, "Hmm, this seems like a good time to bring up a weird thing." And she's like, "Hey, were you at home the other day, not Polly?" He's like, no, no. Oh, wait, yeah, totally. <laughs> I had to brush my teeth, and we only had toothpaste at the house, so I brushed my teeth there. And or some other similar nonsensical explanation. Yeah. and then, Oh, he had uh, a headache, and so he had to get aspirin from the house. That's what it was. Good old house aspirin. Anison. Yeah. It, anise? Anison. Purin. Uh, Purin tablets. He needed Purin tablets. Speedballing. And uh, for whatever reason, that makes not Polly remember that he murdered Teresa. Yeah, beat her back of her head in with a pipe. Lead pipe. In the drawing room. Colonel Mustard. Death by wallops. So the, the next night, singled out and Laura head off 
into the woods to, you know, do coke and be hoot hollery. And get more coke. Yeah, have coke delivered directly to them by Coke Uber. So this man shows up with four pounds of cocaine. Mm -hmm. Not just any man, though. He's also a policeman, right? Yeah, he's the, the deputy guy from the Deer Meadow place. Yes. You know, the one that Chris Isaac three stooged. Yeah. Like Astley. That too. And um, he's going to give him the old uh, shoot you and take your money trick like you do in a large scale drug deal. But good old uh, Doc Holiday there gets the draw first and shoots him instead. Wait, Doc Holiday is singled out, right? Yes. Okay, perfect. And shoots that fucker right in the brain eventually. And then they decide to bury him, but the whole time Laura just keeps saying how uh, singled out killed Mike. Okay, we need to we need to clarify the dif- definition of buried. Yeah, I could throw I mean, a they game full of dirt lightly, on something. They just and scattered dirt buried. over him slightly. He's fine. Burying involves digging a hole. Okay. Don't lie to the people. So what do they do instead, Brett? Throw dirt at him. Fair enough. Not even really a throwing so much as dropping some dirt on him. Uh Uh-huh. Laura Palmer puts a leaf on him. Because she's a helper. That's right. So the the next day, old, uh, I don't know, the boring guy, motorcycle guy shows up. Cheekbones. That seems to be his defining features, like his cheekbones. And he's like, hey, man, when are we going to go hang out and stuff? I thought we were in love. And she's like, yeah, my dad's here. Got to go. And then he leaves. Like you do. So that evening, not Polly gives his wife some uh, sleep drugs. Where she sees a white horse in the bedroom, it goes to sleep, like you do. Yeah, I, I usually try to go to sleep when I start seeing white horses. And then, yeah. uh, which makes like watching some parades really difficult for me, or enhances them depending on the parade. Yeah, on how <laughs> most parades snort. are enhanced by sleeping through them. That is true. <laughs> And then uh, Bob shows up in Laura's room and uh, uh, rapes her. And then she starts asking, who are you? Who are you? And then he turns into not Polly. And Laura's like, oh, ooh, okay. Wait, so I've been boned by, by my dad since I was 12? Not yeah. by I some can't... strange Indian chief in a denim jacket? That definitely won't call me, cause me any mental problems. And so the next morning, she is visibly distraught, completely understandably. Overreacting is more like it. Yeah, I mean, it's so much better when a stranger's raping you since you were 12 instead of your dad. Yeah. I mean. God, Chris. (laughs) Jesus. So anyway, Laura's hanging out that night with old uh, Singled Out. And Singled Out comes to the realization that they weren't well, he, really a thing. He's like, let's bone. And she's like, how about you give me drugs instead? And he's like, wait, 
Are you just using me for my drugs and not my penis? Of course not, drug no penis. And then he's like, all right, here, I guess. We're, we're done here. I'm going to go chase Betty's mom instead. So she uh, heads on home, does a bunch of coke, gets ready to go meet up with uh, Ponytail and Exeronius. When she gets a call from Cheekbones, and she's like, all right, fine, I'll meet you in like 15 minutes. Yeah, but she's like already done coke, drank alcohol, and something else. There was some other drug of some kind on the, that uh, All little those giant table. pills. Yeah. So giant she's or, Chris said tic- it was Tic Tacs. She's taking Tic Tacs, cocaine, and Jack Daniels. And then she gets a phone call. She's like, I'll see you in 15 minutes. And somehow actually makes it out the door in 15 minutes. Well, which is spends, nuts. She spends five minutes talking to every part of the phone that you're not supposed to talk into. <laughs> that was pretty funny. She's like, oh, yeah, I saw the receiver on my forehead and the the speaker in my ear. Oh, wait, no, you can't hear me. Well, let me put the speaker in my mouth and then the fo- then the receiver, you know, then the, the microphone up to my ear. Oh, wait, no, that doesn't work. Well, And then so let me just put it on my over my face like Jordy LaForge's visor. Nope. OK, well, what if. Yeah, she doesn't. Bye. She doesn't understand how to phone. She does not know how the landline works. Hell, I Typical don't. millennial. So she uh, they killed the magazine business and yeah. the diamond magazine business. Mm-hmm. What both? So cheekbone shows up, and she rides off with them. They go out to the woods to have a little chat, and Laura basically says, you know. Ah, you don't know me. Yeah, the angel's gone from her picture. And she says, the angel's gone. Your Laura Palmer's gone. Also, singled out murder the guy. I don't know yeah. you. That's my purse. So, uh, Cheekbones is all like, cool, cool, good talk. Let's go for a spin. But she uh, jumps off at a intersection. Not even intersection, just like there's a curve, and she's like, oh, it's Dead Man's Curve. I'm off. And then just jumps off. He slowed the bike down to like 35. She's fine. Yeah. And he's like, what are you doing? She's like, no, just go on. I'm jumping off a moving motorcycle. She runs up to him and screams that she loves him right in his ear hole. (laughs) (laughs) You want me to reenact that with Chris right now? No. Yes. I'm going to scream right in his ear hole. Scream that you love him in his ear hole. That's really close. <laughs> so Don't you feel love now, Chris? I feel something. Deafness. Go ahead. So she <laughs> runs off to the woods to meet up with a uh, ponytail and eggs erroneous, and they uh, head out to the cabin where they in the woods. Yes, where they engage bondage in- rape. Yeah. But uh, well, we get the bondage, but not the rape. A little. And uh, okay, bondage rapey. Yes. Pretty rapey. Yep. Hundred percent. An old uh, not Polly shows up and sees all this going on, and he's like, "No one's gonna fuck my daughter, but me." Yeah, that's a weird stance to take at this point, but not for him. So he uh 
somehow tricks Exeronius into coming out where he kicks the shit out of him and busts a bottle over his head. Yep. And then Ponytail comes out and is like, oh, well, shit's gone sideways, so I'm out. Yeah. He hops in his 1993 Corvette and he's out of here. So, uh, not Polly, who is now pretty much Bob. Yep. Grabs the uh, bound girls and heads to the train car with inefficient flashlight usage. Yeah. And the the train car doesn't make any sense to anyone who hasn't seen the show. Right. But there's train tracks and a car on it, so you can assume it's a train car. And all this time, Mike is like, "Uh uh-oh, I better go there to do the thing. With the stuff and the whatnot. And uh, they're freaking out in the train car. He, he, not Polly, puts a mirror under Laura. And then... And then shows his real face to her through the mirror. And there's a lot of screaming and hoot hollering. Mm-hmm. And then Mike shows up and convinces Roman Plansky to open up the door to the car. Well, not before the angel shows up and unties them. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, an angel shows up to Roman Plansky, and all of a sudden she's not bound anymore. And then she opens up the door, and Mike tries to get in, but he can't get in, so he throws the ring inside. And then Laura Palmer puts the ring on, and then... Bob freaks out and gets really angry and then stabs her a bunch of times. And Roman Plansky rolls out of the car, the the train car. And then Bob, not Polly leaves. Mm -hmm. Wraps her up in the, the plastic and, uh, you know, sets her adrift to begin the series proper. Yep. While, uh, after that, not Polly heads to the lodge where he meets up with Mike and the arm and they demand Garmin Bozia. Creamed corn. Which, yes. And he pulls it out of not Polly and Bob pulls it out of not Polly and throws it on the floor as a bunch of blood. And then the arm eats it backwards. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like you do. Then a monkey. Yep. And then uh, we see Laura in the lodge, all fancied up. And old, uh, I forgot again. Muad'Dib. 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 And uh, Laura looks super sad as Muad'Dib puts his hand on her shoulder until she sees her angel, and then she's more sad until she laughs about it. Yeah. The end. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, that was... Wait. That was probably as coherent of retelling has ever been done of this movie. Yeah. It's the best I could have did. So, Brett, what so, do you think? Well, damn, that was fast. Oh. Well, 
Okay, so I went into this with a negative attitude because Chris told me the movie was two hours and 15 minutes long. And as any kind of a long-time listener, viewer knows, I don't like them damn long movies. 90 minutes or bust is Brett's motto. So, yeah, if it can't be summed up in 90 minutes, fuck it. Also, I have... The only knowledge of Twin Peaks I have is that it was a TV show that's strange and referenced on things. Uh, given all that, it was a pretty wild two hour and 15 minute long fever dream from hell. Um, it was pretty crazy. I liked hearing Gus's voice on a person's mouth. Uh, I kept asking questions like what's wrong with everyone. (laughs) And the answer uh, was, it's a David Lynch movie. Also my first David Lynch <laughs> yep, movie. That's the answer. And uh, I like it. Laura Palmer's my new hero. Uh, Sands the cocaine. Well, uh, okay, because of the cocaine. And, and we didn't name anyone Eric Clapton in this entire movie. I'm kind of disappointed it now. It really makes me want to watch Twin Peaks, so I'm gonna I'm gonna work on that and see if I can do that. But I like it. I guess from my perspective, even if you've never seen Twin Peaks, it's not bad. If you like weird movies and apparently David Lynch movies, lit fam. All the way up. Or as Matt would say in a podcast, yeah, bruh. Congrats. What'd you think? Troy, Chris? Nice. I'm going to go with mine first since he said my name first. Um, I liked it. I I think I liked it, though, because I had seen the original Twin Peaks series and the sequel series on Showtime. So I had a whole lot of context. And so I kind of knew these characters and they felt nice. And it was fun to see them again. So I liked it as a Twin Peaks thing. I don't know if I would have liked it if I hadn't if I'd seen it just going in cold because I can't ever do that but i mean if you like twin peaks and you haven't seen this you should totally watch it if you haven't seen twin peaks i i guess you should watch it based solely on brett's recommendation Mm -hmm. so take that with with whatever size grain of salt you need to it's a Um, dream i like that david lynch blew the the uh the top off of the secret uh the secret social corruption that is Canada where we uh, apparently everyone just rupees each other and gets naked at clubs. So, you know, I'm glad that we had that expose. Uh, I it's, yeah, I, I like this movie. Uh, it, I, I kind of liked Moira Kelly as Donna more than uh, Laura Flynn Boyle, but so that was good. Yeah. I, I'd say watch it. I think I think uh, even people who don't like David Lynch movies might actually like this because it's not anywhere near the weirdness level of other David Lynch things I've seen, like the second Twin Peaks series. So, uh, yeah, give it a shot. How about you, Chris? What did you think of this movie? I like He's it. He's going to say Lit Fam. I'm not going to say that. <laughs> I've already seen this movie. I think I was the only person who had seen it already. Yep. And, yeah... Uh, I had never not seen this without seeing the show, so I have no idea how this would work outside of the context that provides it. Pretty well. 
I pretty much agree with Troy. It's a pretty good entry level if you're interested in David Lynch. If you've never seen any of his stuff, I say this is a pretty good place to start. It's weird, but not Eraserhead levels of weird. I think, uh, I don't know, it's really hard to quantify this because I only know it as a companion piece, so I'm not sure how to recommend it, really. The acting's really good. Everybody does a pretty solid job. Uh, this no is, one's a real human character. Yeah, but in the in a good way. Yeah. Not in like a shitty slasher movie from 2006 kind of a way. Uh, this is basically a David Lynch's love letter to Cheryl Lee and her skill as an actress. This is basically her movie. She pretty much carries it. She does a lot without talking a whole bunch, which is a pretty impressive feat, especially given the esoteric nature of David Lynch. Yeah, and she does a really good job of pivoting from, like, I'm a pretty, pretty, like, virginal princess to I'm a raging, like, commercial sex worker to I'm a pretty, pretty virginal princess again. Yeah, you really believe that she feels like both of those people. But yeah, I say definitely give this one a go. If you've never seen it and you're into Twin Peaks, or if you're a David Lynch fan, or even if you're not, maybe give it a go. Hell, like I was. The length I can see definitely turning some people off, though, because it is real long. Yep. Apparently, if you're Japanese, you might like it. It did really well in the Japanese market. Who knew? So, I don't know what we're watching next. Uh, you are watching a movie that I will not see because in true horror movie fashion, I, I will be going to a cabin in the woods next weekend. <laughs> and so if I never come back, you'll know that I was murdered by something yep. because there are lots of things that can kill you in a cabin in the woods as we've learned from watching things. But Chris and Brett will be watching the Korean movie called Red Shoes. That's suggested to us by Kylie. Yeah, which uh, I assume is loosely based on the Red Shoes Diary series that used to air on like HBO in the 80s. Yeah, that or it had something to do with ballerinas because I think she suggested oh, that to us. another ballet month. Oh, yeah. You get, I think we get a ballet aftershock <laughs> next week. So, Brett, now it's time for you to do your bit. Which bit? The only bit that you ever do, besides you, yell. Shut up. Yeah, besides that. Shut up. You can find us on the Facebooks at Slaughterhouse Princess. You can find us on the Twitter at Slaughter Prince. You can find us on the Reddit at SHP Podcast. You can email us directly at slaughterhouseprincesspodcast at gmail.com. You can also find us at slaughterhouseprincess.com. We're on Stitcher, the iTunes, the YouTube, the Google Play the internet discord.slaughterhouseprincess.com patreon.slaughterhouseprincess.com store.slaughterhouseprincess.com slaughterhouseprincess.com I damn said that no you said you could find us on the internet I said it after the email 
You listen to that. it after we put it up, and you'll be like, man, Chris sucks. Brett maybe would look like a fool. Mm-hmm. So that's the whole shooting match there, four eyes fart breath. What you going to do with it? Uh, blank breath. Yeah. Nope, that's a fart. Like a fart. It's blank, like a fart. My farts are not blank. They peel paint. <laughs> that's because you're not Canadian. And my guts are broken. So come back next time where there'll be no Troy, but there will be Korean red shoe movies. Also, yes. a little Chris. Uh, and uh, while other uh, podcasts are thinking about movies, we will be drinking about movies. Bye.